Welcome to episode 12 of the official Average Boy podcast. Hi, I'm Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Average Boy, a.k.a. The Podcast, co-host who eats the most toast and loves the Holy Ghost. Wow, it looks like somebody found their rhyming dictionary. Yup, my dad is good at hiding some of my stuff, but I'm better at finding it even though it puts him in a huff. <laughs> well, I don't even know how to respond to that, Bob. But I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine. Oh, Jesse, I'd like to start this podcast with a special shout-out to all my Average Boy fans out there. We started our last podcast with a fan question, so I kind of wanted to do that again, if that's okay with you. Sounds like a good idea. Okay, let's jump into it. Here it is. Dear Average Boy, are you ever bored with having just one brother? I would be. I have three brothers, three sisters, one brother-in-law, and two nephews. My brother-in-law and nephews are sort of like my brothers because they and my sister used to live with us. I love Adventures of Average Boy. Your fan, Nana. Wow, it's so cool that we have fans. We? You mean mean I have fans? I, I stand corrected. Well, you might want to sit because this could be our longest podcast. Anyway, Nana, instead of describing a family, it sounds kind of like you're living with a hockey team with a couple of substitutes to spare. You're super lucky because big families are awesome. But anyway, to answer your question, I don't get bored with my brother. He's so much fun to play with. Besides, it usually takes me about an hour to figure out how to pick the lock on his door and to find all the traps he set for me. So there's really no time to be bored. And I'm pretty sure this is as big as my family's going to get because I actually asked my mom and dad once if they were planning on having any more children, and they just broke out laughing really, really loudly. (laughs) You know, parents can be funny, and siblings are really great. You know, when you have a brother or sister around the house, it's kind of like you have a built-in best friend. And a wrestling partner. Well, I guess siblings can be beneficial in many ways, Uh, which reminds me of a joke here. Okay, so a boy walks into a doctor's office, and he says, Doctor, you have to help my brother. He thinks he's a chicken. (laughs) And the doctor says, That's terrible. How long has that been going on? Six years, the boy says. Wow, the doctor exclaims. Why have you waited so long to get help? And the boy says, We needed the eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, that was... That was an excellent joke. That was way, way to lay a good one on us oh, there, boy. Jesse. I think I actually saved your joke there with a few good puns. Anyway, I, did, yeah. I know my brother definitely isn't a chicken because he doesn't lay eggs, he doesn't cluck, and he doesn't fly. In fact, I definitely know he doesn't do that last one. He tried to fly? Well, not exactly, but one time he jumped off the top bunk in his room and got smacked in the head by the ceiling fan. Ow. Yeah, it could have been really bad, but fortunately I was there to shout encouragement to him. Like, I remember at first it took him a while to kind of stagger out of the room and he was holding his head, but I kept encouraging him by shouting things like, hey, the bleeding's slowing down, or keep up that pressure, or you're doing great. Also added, uh, nobody's going to notice that scar. Besides, you love to wear hats, right? Wow, you it sounds like you're always there for your little brother. That's what family is for. In fact, I'll give you an example. Just last week, I was sitting next to my brother in church. The preacher was giving this really long prayer. So I had my head down, and I started rubbing my eyes, which makes this kind of like funny, squishy sound, kind of like... 
like that. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't realize that when you rub your eyes really hard, everyone around you can hear that popping, squishing sound. I thought it was just a noise inside my head. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but it's not. Like, evidently, all the people around me could hear, and my brother (laughs) looked over, and he whispered, Bob, stop. And I was like, what? Well, that's when my dad, I guess, noticed that we were talking, and he nudged me, and he silently mouthed the words, you need to learn how to act in church. That's exactly what he mouthed, I found out later. Um, Turns out I'm not really good at lip reading, so I actually thought he was mouthing, you need to act in church. And you know how I always try to obey my parents, right, Jesse? Oh, totally you do. Yeah, so I obeyed my dad and doing what I thought he said. I jumped into action. I quickly ran to the front of the church and started reciting a monologue from a play I had recently just starred in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm going to tell the truth. Uh, I didn't star in it. I ran the curtain for that play. But that's the most important part of a good drama. Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah. How else would you know when to applaud or when the play started, right? That's exactly mm-hmm. what I think. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, though, I, I didn't have many lines for that play or – Okay, I didn't have any lines, so I tried to recite some of the other actors' lines from what I could remember. I got in front of the church, and I was like, to be or not to be? That's a toughie, I said. <laughs> yeah, I actually said that, and I was like, ah. And that's, that's when my dad decided that he wanted to join in on my drama-filled play by adding way more drama. He ran up to the front of the church. He grabbed me by the hand and said, we're going outside. If only he would have talked that loud and clear to begin with, I wouldn't even have been in that kind of trouble. Anyway, 20 minutes later, I was back sitting next to my brother in the pew. Oh, so church was still going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And everyone was singing worship songs, and so they were focused on that. So it was kind of easy to get back uh, to our seats. And after the worship, we sat back down into the pews, and I put my songbook on my lap. And the pastor then started his sermon. And like most pastors, ours always likes to start with a joke. Mm. And I got to be honest, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but that day the joke was really bad. I mean, I actually thought maybe you gave the joke to him. Well, I do have a website with jokes, so maybe he saw it there. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, it was. So he finished the joke. And when I heard it, I turned toward my brother to groan. And that's when I noticed a fly had landed on my brother's head. Oh, what'd you do? Well, you know, one of my jobs as an older brother is to protect my siblings, right? Yeah. Yeah. However, though, I also know that I shouldn't talk in church, so Mm. I kind of paused trying to figure out what to do, and that's when I remembered the songbook I still had sitting on my lap. You know, even as I'm telling this now, looking back, I may have swung the book a little too hard, but in my defense, as soon as I smashed my brother on the head, the fly was completely gone. Of course, so was I. As I tried to help him up off the floor, my dad grabbed me, he picked me up, he carried me like a football, and... All the way to the back of the church. And I kept trying to come up with excuses to keep me from having to leave the sanctuary. I was shouting out like, oh, dad, I haven't filled out our attendance card yet. And my dad was just like, trust me, everybody knows we were here today. I bet you they did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we went out in the lobby and uh, after church, my brother and mom joined us. And I explained to my mom and dad how I was protecting my brother. And my brother actually said that he would have preferred to take his chances with the fly. Uh, But then (laughs) a cool thing happened, Jesse. My dad asked my brother to make a list of ways I could be a better brother, Mm. and he did it. And I was amazed at some of the things on the list. For one, he wanted me to ask him to play when Billy comes over. I didn't even know he wanted to play with us. He also asked me to stay out of his room, especially at night when he's trying to sleep. I I don't get that. I guess he just doesn't like being scared awake. But another thing my brother wanted was 
to go fishing with me and some other stuff that I didn't even think he liked doing. Anyway, ever since then, I've been trying to do the things on his list, and we're having so much fun together. You know, that's really cool because, you know, I have four younger brothers myself, and basically being a good brother is just being a good Christian friend, you know? If you act like a friend towards your siblings, well, number one, uh, you'll get in less trouble, uh, not to mention you'll gain some extra friends. Yeah, he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can actually say this, but I really do love my brother, you know, most of the time. And in my defense, siblings have been getting on each other's nerves since the beginning of time. I mean, those first two brothers, they set a very bad example about brotherly love. Oh, they sure did, you know. And if you have a brother or sister, chances are, you know, the sparks will fly. You know, when you spend a lot of time together with really anyone, you kind of learn how to push each other's buttons. And even those little things can become annoying, like the squishy sound you can make by rubbing your eyes. Um, You know, but maybe... You don't like how your brother eats or messes with your stuff or teases you or hits you or gets away with those little things or even breathes. You know, some siblings fight over the silliest things, Uh, but other times fights can be serious. You know, if your brother hits or kicks you, talk to a parent. And also those privacy issues like reading a secret diary or walking into your room without knocking or scaring somebody awake? All right, let's go easy here. All right, but you know, it's true. Uh, Nobody likes being scared awake. But while your brothers or sisters may bother you, remember that they'll always be part of your life. And deep down inside, I'm sure just like Bob, you love them. Yeah, and love is really the key to sibling relationships and all relationships. Yeah, and remember these words from King Solomon. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, he wrote, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. That basically means that when times are tough, you should be the first one to help out or say something nice to your brother or sister. And you can also try these ideas for getting along uh, with your siblings. Uh, Jesse, you want to read the list that we have? Uh, Sure. Well, first, focus on the positives. You know, when you live with someone, it's sometimes easy to see the negatives, especially if your older brother always eats the last cookie. Okay, again, we need to go easy with this, Les. Um, but I got I to gotta say it's true. Also, though, if your sister sings all the time, encourage her talent. Of course, you can also let her know that your ear doesn't make a good microphone. You know, one of the easiest things is to be happy for other people. So sometimes siblings can feel like rivals, you know, like it's a competition to get our parents' attention. But the truth is there will be some times when your siblings are going to get extra time with mom or dad, but sometimes it's going to be you. So instead of being jealous if your sister gets straight A's or if your brother wins a contest, you should share in their joy. You know, just be happy for them. You know, and even if you love your siblings so much that you can just squeeze them till they turn blue, you know, every once in a while you're going to need some space. So if you feel your nerves wearing thin, Tell your brother or sister that you need to do something by yourself, but you can play with him or her later. Yeah. Then remember to actually go back and play with them, though. Uh, Another way to get along with your siblings is to do nice things for them. Like when you're doing something nice for someone, it changes your attitude toward them. So pray for them and do nice things for them. It's really what God wants, and it makes God happy. You know, that makes me think about Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, where Paul writes, Let us not become tired of doing good. So when we can do good to everyone, let us do it. Let's try even harder to do good to the family of believers. And to your own family. I, I just added that part. That's a good addition, Bob. So after hearing this podcast, I want to encourage you to write down some nice things that you can do for the people in your life. Oh, 
Actually, I did that. Uh, if you'll hand me that piece of paper back, I have the nice yeah. things list. Here you yeah. Go. Here it is on the back. Okay, here's what I wrote. Number one, only smack my brother on the head with a fly swatter. Oh, much better. Number two, always let my dad have the last piece of bacon. Number three, get flowers for my mom. And maybe from a store next time so Miss Fox doesn't ask you, like, what are you doing in my garden? Well, that's a good start. And it's also a good end to today's official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. Yeah, and if you want more stories that will make you laugh and help you grow closer to God, all you have to do is go to averageboy.org and check out Devotions for Super Average Kids, books one and two. And you can also read my other Average Boy stories on our website. You know, we're glad you listened to this podcast. And remember to tell your family and friends to listen, too. If you have any questions for us or about your faith, call 1-888-465-6595 and leave us a message. Please make sure to get your parents' permission before you call, because we may use your question and your voice on a future podcast. You can also read The Adventures of Average Boy every month in Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine. They're always written by comedian Bob Smiley. Ooh, that's me. And I'm Jesse, telling you to always remember, don't be average, be super average. He's average, Bob.